All right, here we go, and three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal, this is Joel, and we're doing a special topic that I'm going to let Joel take over from here on out. Joel, what do we got going on today's episode? Uh, well, you know, I believe you promised that I could intro the show this week, and then you took that away. You snatched it. I'm sorry. Out of my hand. It's okay. I, I figured you'll be taking the reins. I, uh, yeah. Well, I also didn't want to, like, leave it to, like, have that awkward, like, okay, when do I go? Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's such a weird thing because, you know, when you do as many podcasts as me and Sal do, eventually you do fall into a rhythm, and when that rhythm is disturbed, everything can come crumbling down. It's true. You need, like, a minute or two to get your bearings, and so I apologize for robbing you of that opportunity, my friend. That's, that's all right. So uh, if people remember, uh, a couple months back now, we did an episode, I believe it was just called Heroes vs. Villains, where we took a look at an old wizard magazine. Yep. Is what we did, and they had ranked the most popular characters of that day, DC versus Marvel. And Sal and I had so much fun doing that episode, and we knew the uh, fans obviously loved it so much. So we thought, you know, we should just make this a thing. We should make our own list of similar-ish Marvel and DC characters. We should just have a whole show where we pick some of our favorites and talk about our hypothetical battles that these characters would have. Exactly. It's not unlike the uh, predecessor to what the Weekly Pool would become, where uh, Rob and Benny would throw out two characters and see how they would fight based on their mutual comic book knowledge uh only we're not going to like D D it up be like okay so then asriel will throw his whatever his, his smoke grenades like we're not going right. to do that it's just going to be discussions about the characters and Th through the knowledge that we of course uh, i and sal have on these characters and we're just going to take it from there precisely and uh, I, I thought a fun one to kind of start things up, to heat things up, as you were, if I may offer up a terrible pun. <laughs> uh, the, the first battle I want to talk about for this inaugural episode, something that I hope becomes a, becomes like an annual for the episode. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. I think so, too. Uh, a battle that I'm sure Sal will have very strong feelings about, because I know he's talked about this character in the show that spawned her. Firestar versus Starfire. Oh, man. His, I mean, I've already got my pick, but that would be kind of fun to watch. It would. I, Firestar, I don't know if you guys know this, was originally created for Spider-Man and His Amazing His Friends, amazing the animated friend, series. Yeah. Uh, show from the 80s that is borderline unwatchable, unless you watch our commentaries. Go to comicpop.bandcamp.com uh, to check those out. He jump over to the comics and was actually featured quite prominently in one of the last X-Men runs before kind of disappearing again. It's true, and it was also interesting that they went ahead and, like, for Spider-Man and his amazing friends, they made Angelica Jones into a mutant and made her a former member of the X-Men. And, of course, being a, an avid comic book reader in, like, the late 80s, I was like... Who the hell is Firestar? Oh, I see what you're doing. You're creating a character that looks like Mary Jane, so you don't put Mary Jane in the show. Uh, but yeah, it was... I, 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 The only exposure to Firestar in the comics that I had any real experience with was her cameo slash role in Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Where I was like, where they're like, we'll call Firestar! And I'm like, wait, Really? Isn't she that just from the cartoon? From show? Yeah. Yeah, and they were like, no, and she was a part of the New Warriors, and she's had several costume changes. So you know what a quality of hero she is if she was on the New Warriors. If she was a New Warrior. I remember uh, after Civil War, I think they did just one, because uh, when Civil War came out, they were just like, they were just printing books with the where they only had to make half a cover. Yeah. And one of them was just a throwaway where Firestar's at a bar, 
<clears throat> and she's just crying about how like she sucks and she's like i'm not being firestar anymore it was more or less them saying like if we could have killed firestar we would have but instead we'll just have her realize she's lame and quit uh, ironically in the pages of spider verse they would kill firestar and bobby drake and peter all from the spider-man and his amazing friends universe though ironically not miss lion not one of Ms. the Lion's least favorite characters not aunt may's dog that she had in that continuity and nowhere else yeah uh, so yeah, Firestar versus the once and future romantic interest for Nightwing. Uh, also, uh, the funny one of the funniest alter ego real names know, out, right. outside of Blackagar Boltagon, Coriander. Coriander sounds like a spice. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it is a spice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You that's, that's like some Dragon Ball shit when you find out that all those characters are puns. Yeah, like all those names. Vegeta, vegetable. You know. Yeah, how bizarre. The the briefs family and all that other stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, well, the Japanese have an odd sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Uh, mm. They. Their whole approach to story structure blows my mind, but that's another show. <laughs> Garlic Jr. and yeah. Frieza and his brother Cooler and their father King Cole. Like, are you kidding me? What are you doing? And I, yeah, but at least the show is marketed for kids who are like, it's it's actually I like when they do that because for kids who are watching the show, they're like, they're like, oh, I'm I, this is clever. I'm on board. Like, I'm a little bit. It's not like uh, like animation for the in the '80s for children, where it's like I am ten steps ahead of the protagonist. Like, when are we gonna get to the end of the episode? We're only two minutes in. I know his nefarious scheme and where he is. Mm-hmm. You should be really on top of this shit. Whereas with Japanese animation ma- or uh, anime made for like kind of younger audiences, it's so that you're like maybe a half step behind them. Yeah. So you can be like, oh. Oh, I'm seeing... Uh, I'm drawing parallels here. Uh, Starfire, of course, brings a lot of interesting powers to the table. Yeah. Uh, flight, energy blast. I know when Paul Miotti started his Starfire book, like in their special Zero issue or whatever, she hung out with Superman for a little bit. And Superman's like, man, we have very similar powers. <laughs> man, it's almost like the guys at DC editorial are a little unoriginal. She's like, no! <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but she does have energy you're... projection, unlike Superman. And energy projection, which is a great ability. She's been able to, you know, be in a lot of fights with a lot of heavy hitters and come out mostly unscathed from it. She's also interesting because, as we mentioned in the last episode, when we riffed and joked about wouldn't it be funny if Starfire joined the Bat family by association, yes. she has the sweet disposition of a child. That's right. Uh, although the sexual liberation of a 19-year-old. That too. That too. Uh, it, it, it is an odd thing that they uh, that they walk there. Oh, Wolfman and Perez. Oh yeah. Uh, now, okay. I think we should. I think for this for this pairing, we should do both the comic book versions and their cartoon counterparts. Ooh, ooh, uh, what? Oh, that's good. That's I, good. I think I have. I think. In this situation, you kind of have to. Your hands are kind of tied in this one. It's true. More people have a familiarity with the Teen Titans uh, animated show Starfire than the comic book Starfire. God help you if you were a little girl who watched that show, loved Starfire, and then picked up Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh, my God. Oh, this is going to be just like it. Thanks, Scott Lobdell. You lost another one. Yeah. Now, uh, our co-host from the weekly poll, Faust, might argue that the truer version of Starfire... Is the sexually liberated, like, naively promiscuous character who's all mm. about liberation and, and body image. Um, that said, I kind like, as, a, as an American and our, like, as whole... American. As an American or as a, as a Westerner yeah. with no great, like, 
huge list of female protagonists for which young like girls can identify mm-hmm. i really appreciated the creation of her character yeah. uh in the teen titans show not i mean teen titans go can go fuck itself but <laughs> you really teen that. titans that show was a lovely balance of both drama and hardcore comedy people love it for a reason it's also probably one of the few mashups of superhero and anime tropes that actually work and doesn't make me want to vomit yeah and uh, that's funny though because every anime fan i know is like that is not anime what we're looking at here is what what some idiot thinks anime is it had a score by puffy amiyumi man come on yeah it's true come on um so okay who do you i mean like firestar's powers are she can shoot fire yeah she has no increased strength she has no healing factor she has flight mm-hmm. and fire projection whereas starfire has invin like practical invincibility or at least yeah. nine vulnerability uh flight energy projection uh yeah i guess it, it's and- any other number of powers. I mean, yeah, I mean, she, she's a powerhouse. It's hard not to give it to Corey. Yeah, I, I think Corey's got this one in the bag. And I think both versions of her, although I think the Teen Titans version would be slower to do battle. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it. That one might not even fight. That mine would be like, you know, I like your hair. It is red and pretty. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, I think that the Firestar from the cartoon show had a lot more pathos than the Firestar in the comic mm. books. Uh, Angelica Jones, or Miss Angelica Jinx, as she was referred to during that cartoon show, uh, <laughs> was the victim of bullying and harassment for uh-huh. most of her life and grew up in a broken... Uh, poorhouse more or less like See, her, i didn't know that yeah it's uh, if you watch the episode of firestar is born uh, <laughs> good title i don't know if we did that one as a commentary although i wish we did because that's one of my favorites it also has like it's one of those weird things do you do you ever notice and this is something for the chat as well in the 80s you're watching a show or like or if you're watching a show from the 80s mm-hmm. there are certain episodes where it's like shit got real it's well where the animation quality is like whoa who did the A-team... Like, who's the A-team working on this episode? And it's every show for every cartoon, like, Tiny Toon Adventures. There are some episodes where it's like, somebody had a stroke halfway through animating this episode. <laughs> and some of them, it's like, every character model is to the model, and they have complete proportions, and they really, like, they they, tr- they try things, like, with camera angles and stuff. It was an amazing thing. If you, like, just go back and look through some of the episodes... Uh, but with Spider-Man as Amazing Friends, like G.I. Joe, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, mm. there are some episodes where you're like, boy, they really were cutting some corners here. You know what it was? It was because that week at the time when you sweatshop where animation occurs, they were cracking the whip extra hard. I on. guess so. Uh, and I don't lump Batman the Animated Series on that list because we know from conversations that like there was this one team yeah. that really wanted the contract. And those are the guys who made... Feet of Clay and uh, Heart of Ice and just just episodes where you're on leather wings. The episodes where you're like, where the animation is you've never seen it before. Where where it makes love to your eye holes basically for 22 minutes. Apparently they uh, they bankrupted themselves making it. They will never exist again. Yeah, thing they yeah. Yeah, um, the, the same team that again because we were mentioning anime that was the same team that did Big O as well which is why you watch Big O and you're like oh this is basically just Batman the animated series but with giant robots yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, I gotta give it to Corey, I think, either way. But um, but I think that Teen Titans Corey might be more sympathetic to Angelica Jones from the cartoon show. It's true. It's true. I, I would feel that. I yeah, feel that way. I like, I like Starfire. I think she's a cool character. I wish they were... It's, I wish it's they funny you, you mentioned the pathos thing. Yeah. I know in the New 52, they went overboard trying to put pathos into Starfire and be like, well, you know, she, she was an enslaved princess from, you know... This you know, alien world and blood, and her sister was a jerk and everything. Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, but but all, but like no, it's it, like the sister being a jerk and the thing. They even did that in the Teen Titans cartoon show. They did solid Black stuff. Fire. Did worked really really well. Um, I always like grew up with Starfire being. Um, I think she was betrothed to somebody at the time, and so it was this kind of like. I really like where it's the pathos was. I want to be with you. We're soulmates, but I must marry this other person because for it'll unite my, my kingdoms people. for the good of my people. And it's cool though because and we all know it's a marriage, marriage of convenience, political whatnot. And also, she she makes a point where she's like, "We can still fuck. It's just <laughs> that like we know it's all, it's a loveless marriage." And they're like, and, and Nightwing's like, "No, I am an <laughs> I am an Earther, bitch. Like I am not down for that." I, I, I don't cotton to that. I was raised right by Batman. It's 1989. I am. I do not know what polyamory is. <laughs> nor will I. Yeah, nor am I interested. Batman's like, you should try it. It's bitching. <laughs> Batman's like, uh, have you seen how I live my life? And <laughs> exactly. All the of lovers that I have. Yeah, you know I've never technically broken up with Catwoman. It's true. It's just that sometimes I'm not fucking her. Anyway, this is the listen. You're on Comic Pop, ladies and gentlemen. This is the show. <laughs> this is the show. See, this is. I knew we would get conversations like this, and that's why I'm glad we did this. One. Yeah. So, all right. I think you. Una- I love this. Unanimous. Starfire. Ding, ding, ding. She beats. Ding, it. ding, ding. Gotta give it to her. Uh, another match, and this is a fun one, and I think this is even more fun now for all the television viewers out there who have experienced these characters for the first time. Blizzard, the Iron Man villain. Versus Captain Cold, the Flash villain. Ooh. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm more aware of Captain Cold because yep. of his prominence, thanks to Jeff Johns' interest in the character. He's His profile has been risen a lot just by the fact that Jeff Johns is a big Captain Cold fanboy. Yeah. Uh, and, and Blizzard I'm familiar with only in passing and also similarly from the an Iron Man cartoon show. And Blizzard was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think, in like season oh, two. Oh, yeah, he was. That was D- 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 Donnie Gill, which was actually one of the best uh, episodes, if you ask. It me. was a solid guy. episode. Building a weather machine, and as often does in comics, it explodes, and instead of dying, he gets superpowers. I remember thinking at that point, I'm like, "Oh, we're doing this now with the show, huh? He's gonna, everyone's gonna have a problem, and they're gonna blow up, and blah. Like we're gonna have a villain of the week. And- but mo- most of the other times when we see Blizzard too, he's a real background. D-list Iron Man foe. I mean, like, Iron Man has shitty villains. Like, outside the Mandarin. Yeah. And, like... Fin Fang Foom. Yeah, when a dragon is one of your best enemies. I mean, what does that say about... I was gonna put Ironmonger on them. Like, no, not even Ironmonger. Ironmonger's not a good villain. No, he sucks. Uh, He's... I love him in the movie, though. His his freaking son, uh, Ezekiel Stain, is better. And even then, Ezekiel Stain only has, like, one Matt Fraction arc. And then yeah. he's done. No, it's true. Uh, I mean, they're, it, it's, it's an interesting pairing because they both rely on technology to use their powers. Captain Cold, not always, because in the beginning of the New 52, they had this idea where it's like, no, no more gadgets for their foes. They can all just make 
their powers come out of them, but then they would actually revert Captain Cold back to his much more interesting gadgeteer phase. Exactly, and I think that the, like, I remember in the beginning of Forever Evil, he's like, this is really creepy and weird, I don't know how to use my powers like this, how do you do it? And they're like, no, 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 it's cool, like, trust me, when you get used to it, it's gonna be awesome, he's like, fuck that, ray gun, like... <laughs> ray gun for life. But, uh, I... If it's if it's Captain Cold Cold Gun versus Blizzard and his Blizzard armor, yeah, I kind of want to give it to Blizzard just because he's surrounded by a gun, whereas Captain Cold is holding one. Blizzard definitely has defense on his side, that's certain. And you figure if he can kind of go punch for punch with Iron Man, yeah, you yeah, want to give it to him. I I would argue Captain Cold is smarter, and that if like Captain Cold can get punched by the Flash and still get up and still do it all again next week. Yeah, that's true. Also, Captain Cold, I want to say, is more ruthless and cunning than mm-hmm. the Blizzard. Blizzard is just a jackass in an Iron Man suit, and not very—he's not even that good at it. Obviously, Captain Cold will punch your kneecap off. Yeah, exactly. He'll freeze your leg and then kick it off. And also, oh. you figure as a gadgeteer and as a guy who works with freezing stuff, he can take a look at that suit and be like, "Ah, I see what you did there." And then he'll maybe like cut a wire or something and be like, "Yeah, see." Now, because I was thinking like, if Captain Cold was were to freeze some aspect of the armor, that would work. But if it's Blizzard, you're operating in sub-zero temperatures with the armor, so mm-hmm. it's all got to be protected from the elements also like uh, as we mentioned too when it comes down to defensive stuff captain cold doesn't really have a lot of defensive aspects he's a dude in a parka yeah he's literally not wearing a single shred of armor he is he is like a woman in world of warcraft he doesn't have a stitch of armor on him and it's not like they retcon and be like no 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 there's a nano weave in the parka <laughs> nano weave. no it's just a regular parka that he bought at the walmart yeah he's he's a low rent villain but he's resourceful he's like the scarlet spider of the yeah. of the Flash's rogues gallery. But then again, that's like most Flash villains across the board, where it's like, I'm kind of a dumbass, except for in this one regard that I'm really good at something, but instead of making a fortune patenting my technology, yeah. I'm just going to rob banks. Right. Well, I mean, that's... Yeah. No. Well, you need villains in order to have the, fil- the heroes fight them, but any self-respecting villain should be like, fuck this, I'm just going to sell my shit. Captain Cold that I love, too, because, of course, he's the progenitor of the whole rogues code thing, you know, no women, no children. Yeah, I want to rob banks, but I'm not going to take over the world or anything. I'm not going to kill your girlfriend and put her in the refrigerator. Like, that's nuts. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not going to drop your girlfriend off a big bridge, and then when you try and catch her, her neck breaks. No, I'm not going to go to your your watchtower and rape your wife and then set her on fire. (laughs) I'm not going to cut my face off and then, you know, belt it to my face and then have an elaborate plan to kill. (laughs) exactly uh no captain cold just likes to freeze things and he wants money for nothing and he had an abusive childhood and he kind of loves his sister so he's a little bit redeemable yeah also his crush on wonder woman is adorable yes it is uh but i still gotta give to blizzard i think captain cold is cool no pun intended but i think that blizzard probably would just would inadvertently win i think it's more like a it's it's more like time is on his side i want to say you're right and then at the same time too again as with all these fights what it really breaks down to is who's riding it i'm sure if jeff johns was riding it he would have some way for captain cold to win easily and i mean you know you also have the 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 other character element of jeff johns is writing it flash will show up and punch cold in the face or something really like something or, or or another villain will will get involved you know there'll be a tag team kind 
kind of thing, but no, they're, they're just going to, no, we're just going to go straight on these two guys. I think suit of armor wins yeah, over a like, We might like cold more, but yeah, blizzard would probably win this. Yes, one. exactly. Would I read a, 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 a blizzard book? Fuck no. Would I read a captain cold spinoff book? Possibly. So they've had them for flashpoint. It was yeah. Cold. It was just a whole book. Like, you know, what if, what if he was like a really self-absorbed hero? Yeah. I mean like cool idea, but just by crunching the numbers, I got to give it to captain cold. Or uh, I gotta give it to Blizzard. Now, for our next one, here's a cool one, because it kind of ties into some TV shows that are happening currently. Elektra, the, of course, daredevil, love interest, sometimes hero, sometimes villain, depending on what's going on, versus Cheshire, the DC assassin, lover of Roy Harper, mother of Leanne Harper. Oh, okay. Two assassin uh, ladies going at it. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? When I think of, like, two assassins going at it, the only... Like, my first reaction is that awful DC Marvel crossover where they had Catwoman versus Elektra. Ooh. And, like... She almost lost to Catwoman, and I'm like, what the crap? That, that does, like, like I like Catwoman, even that's like, no, Electra's like, I, I kill people, fool, for yeah. a living. Um, okay, well, let's talk about powers. Uh, as far as Electra goes, she oh. is, she can defy death occasionally. She Beyond has. That, she's mostly human, though. Mostly human. She does have, like, crazy. She's as, she's as human as Daredevil is human. Exactly. Uh, she does have crazy training, and she has a high pain tolerance, but yep. otherwise, pretty much just a person with amazing skills. She's basically Batman, um, as far Cheshire, as skill level goes. more or less the same, just, you know, a heightened human, master of ninja weapons, master of poisons, yeah. is the other thing. Also, perennial baby mama across the, you know, just across the entire thing, you know, had a kid with, uh, Red Arrow, Roy Harper, had a right. kid with Catman, too, she's just... <laughs> She's just having all the babies. Yeah. Um, I think that... Ba I mean, ha okay. My familiar with Cheshire is only in, like, Secret Six and stuff, so, like... Which is a good place to know her from. Is... Uh, has she ever died? Hmm. You know, Jack can help us out, but, like, has Cheshire ever died? Because if she hasn't, then I'm going to give it to Cheshire, because Electra seems to have a predilection towards death. She really she, does, and she, getting stabbed with people with we uh, weapons very similar to what Cheshire carries around anyway. I mean, let's look at the Bullseye versus Electra fight. Bullseye, another guy who has, another character who has the same level of pain tolerance slash skill. It's just, and, and no superpowers. Uh, and Bullseye defeated her with naught but her own sigh. Uh, so I, I kind of want to say that Cheshire, be, be, being a master of, po uh, of poisons, if she mm. lands one blow with one weapon and it's poisoned, you, you gonna die. Electra's done. Electra might be merciless and like an, an assassin, but you know, uh, also well, I think, oh God, I was gonna say in the new 52 also to add more to this Cheshire thing. Uh, briefly in like the James Tynan run when Cheshire reappeared, she had like disappearing powers, okay. which again makes sense. Like the Cheshire Cat right. from Alice in Wonderland, of which she is named, I can appear and reappear. Yeah, they just dropped those powers once time <laughs> was done doing it. They're like, yeah, no, those powers are gone now. Oh, all right. She was she was basically Nightcrawler for a second. She could bamp for a second. I guess they were like, then she'd be too OP. She gets one sliver of Kryptonite. She takes over the DCU. It's true. It's it, it really is true. Where it's like that's too much power. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I gotta give it to Cheshire just based on her skill and power set. If she's if she can poison you, and she's a master of weaponry, 
you know, no no amount of training will if you have equal training, but one is also a master of weapons. Mm. Um, yeah. She- she brings a little more to the table, I'm going to say. Now, of course, I'm sure some would argue, well, Electra sometimes is able to beat Bullseye, and, you know, is Cheshire better or worse than Bullseye? Yeah, that's an interesting pairing. Again, like, well... It's, well, 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 that's a tough thing with all comic book battles, because then once you start comparing the people they've beaten to other people from other universes... Yeah, no, you need to have, like, a barometer. You need to have, like, one benchmark. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I feel like... Based on Cheshire's skill set, I mean, like, I want to pull in maybe some team affiliations, because, like, what's it, uh, since Electra is sometimes the leader of the hand and, so, like, has her own army of ninjas. Uh, Cheshire's been on a couple evil teams. I think she was on, like, the Terror Titans for a bit. <laughs> I am not yeah, familiar the, with them. Yeah, I know. She, she was on them. I know... During that Aquaman and the others run, Cheshire was hired by like that evil Russian ultra nationalist group with like uh, KGB and NKV oh, Demon okay. and all those other guys. And she's like, "I'm here as a mercenary. I don't, I don't care what you're doing. I'm just getting paid for this." Right. I mean, like, I th- the question is, can the Secret Six defeat an army of ninjas? Mm, well, they'd have fought a lot of ninja. <laughs> I say yes, and if that's the case, then that's really the only ace that Elektra has in her pocket to summon ninjas at them. Yeah, um, and if if we're and if we're gonna call in recruits, Cheshire has bigger guns. Indeed. So yeah, I'll give it to Cheshire. Joel, <laughs> ooh, go, go Cheshire. Yeah, I, I, I was always Team Cheshire, so that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just just she keeps Elektra keeps dying, man. It's not awesome. It's, it's is it cool helpful. that she def- is it is it cool that she came back from death? Yes, but she still died though. Like she was at still defeated. Point. Yeah, it's like at a point you're just like just just get your shit together, girl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe pick up a gun. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like hey, you know, I'm the greatest assassin in the Marvel universe. I have a gun now. Yeah, I have a gun now instead of a sigh, which is really a defensive weapon, by the way. It's supposed to supposed parry to attacks. And break the thing. Yeah, with it. you're not supposed to stab people with them. That's a that's that is a that is the equivalent of a misnomer. That's as, Raphael as, and Electra made no made no help. Thank you, as <laughs> Raphael would tell you. Yeah, these are not offensive weapons. They they become them because they're pointy, like anything, like a pencil. They're farming tools, is what they are. All those famous ninja weapons that we love so much—they're farming tools that were used to like overthrow the shogunate. Yeah, because it was a bunch of poor farmers, and that's what they had. Exactly. I like that resourcefulness. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Uh, I guess moving on from that, we'll go over to another uh, villain sort of fight here, and okay. this actually includes two characters that I like a hell of a lot, who I feel don't really get enough play, and that is, of course, Tombstone, okay, the Spider-Man villain. Versus Brick, the Green uh, Green Arrow villain. Okay, I'll... both crime bosses, both super hard skin. Hmm. I don't know Brick, so I'll look him up a little bit. I am familiar with uh, with 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 Tombstone. Brick, Tombstone. Uh, Brick, Brick shows up in Young Justice for like a second when uh, when Roy Harper is like uh, messing with a meeting down at the docks, and of course it was Brick. Hmm. All right. Well, it says here, according to our good friend Wikipedia, that Brick is invulnerable. Yes, almost entirely, and when you're fighting a hero whose deal is he puts pointy pieces of wood in you to have a villain who's covered from head to toe yeah. in bricks and who can't be hit by pointy sticks. Right. Uh, I mean, like, okay, Tombstone can take a beating. He is durable, but not invulnerable. Uh, he is... He, he has connections, but he, again, is just more or less a guy. 
<laughs> I mean, he's an albino. That's the thing. He's that's an albino, mean. so the sun can really destroy him. <laughs> this friggin', you know, when Tombstone goes out, he always needs to bring an umbrella. Yeah, like all Brick has to do is wait, and he can defeat Tombstone. You're saying he's white from uh, Venture Brothers? Yeah, well. I mean, you know, it's just Tombstone's cool. By the way, best version of him, of course, from Spectacular Spider-Man. Well, friggin' Keith David, man, how sick is that? It's amazing that they were like, yeah, let's pull out him. And you know what's funny? As a Spider-Man fan, Tombstone's most of his stories were featured in Spectacular Spider-Man titles. True. So that was a really cool correlation there. I, I like to in that they say his full name. You no, know, it's it's Lonnie Lincoln. Yeah. And yet, and yet they never tell you that he's black. Yet all of his henchmen are black. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, he's he's a black dude from Harlem with uh, with albinoism. Yeah. Yeah. G- growing up was shitty for Tombstone. <laughs> exactly. His life was hard. Uh, okay, let's take a look at Brick. Uh, I mean. Green Arrow villain, Spider-Man villain, man, men of the people. Yeah, I mean, like, I think just based on Brick's strength and ability to, since he has the same resources as Link, as L. Thomas Lincoln, they're both they're both mobsters. What was cool about Brick was like in his first appearance, the 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 Star City mob went to him and said, "Hey, Brick, you know, you're, you're a cool guy here and everything. How would you help <laughs> us defeat Green Arrow?" And then Brick was like, "No." Why, why don't I just take you over? And he did, because they <laughs> right. couldn't stop him. And he's like, I'm ushering in a new age of supervillain crime in Star City. You know, screw the old mob, come work for me or die. Yeah. And then he started wearing cool suits and everything. Then again, he did get defeated the first time in a pretty embarrassing way, and that is Green Arrow hit upon the idea, you're not rock everywhere, and then stabbed him in the eye. Okay. I mean, like, if we're talking, if, if his eyes are vulnerable, or maybe yes. his balls, like... I, I think his ears are vulnerable, too, if I'm remembering that story correctly. I think Green Arrow stabbed him in the ear, too. I feel like Lincoln is rough enough to a have... A street fights under his belt. Yeah, if... You know what? Like... I might rescind it based on the eye thing because I could see Lincoln just taking a beating from Brick and then just, just to get close, gouging out his eyes. He's, um, he's a dirty fighter, that Tombstone. That's exactly. For sure. I, I really remember the '90s cartoon Tombstone when he had like the comedically upturned collar. Oh God, yeah. And like My, the sharp teeth and everything. Yeah, for me, I, I just remember Tombstone from the books, and I'm like, Tombstone's a badass, and they never liked using him. Uh, free Nick Spencer used him more than anything. Actually, made him kind of a threat, and then said, "Yeah, the new Beatles, his daughter." Oh, cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that new female beater, uh, Beetle, who is kind of in a relationship with Scott Lang now, is uh, is friggin' Tombstone's daughter. That's cool. I like that. It's even better because Tombstone's like saying to his daughter, "No, don't don't be a criminal like me. Don't you know be a costumed supervillain like me. Go go to law school and be a lawyer and be an evil person and rip people off. But yeah, be see, on the right side of the law. For that's it. awesome. I love that. And, and not get in trouble for right, it. So yeah, like, he, he, his criminal empire put his daughter through law school. That's really cool. That um, is fun. He he like someone pointed out he does have sharp teeth, but if Brick is invulnerable, it really doesn't like most places doesn't much. It doesn't really help too much. I think that yeah. I mean like. There was a, there was also a cool bit in the Judd Winnick Green Arrow when they put up like a wall around like the poor part of Star City, and Brick was basically stuck on that side, and he in a weird way ended up kind of being a hero himself and kind of was curbing crime. And everyone's like, "Whoa, did Brick turn over a new leaf? Is he going to be a good guy now?" He's like, "No, I was just taking out my competition because you know people don't want to buy drugs or gamble or prostitutes during chaos, so I right. just keep chaos down so I can continue to be a bad guy." That's fair. 
Um, shit, shit, I think he teamed up with Red Hood, too, briefly, because it was around that time Judd Winnick oh, had created yeah. Red Hood, and then Red Hood came to Star City, and yeah. so they teamed up for a little bit. That makes sense. I think that Brick would kill him, but he might be ruined by Tombstone. So uh, it wouldn't necessarily be a draw, but there's as close as a draw as you can get. Mm. I would say Brick wins, but only by a technicality of being alive. There was another really great bit, too. It was at the end of Jeff Lemire's run, when Jeff Lemire's like, okay, my time on this book is coming to an end. Well, I'm just going to bring in all the Green Arrow characters I want oh, cool. as, as, as part of, like, Richard Dragon's army. Yeah. And Brick was one of the guys in the background, and he kind of became like Afro Samurai for a second because he's okay. like a big built rock dude, but he's wearing like a Japanese gi and everything. It's a, <laughs> it's a great design. He's carrying a samurai sword for some reason. Okay. And I'm like, that's a fun design for Brick. Why did you never do anything more with this character? He's sick as hell. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean,. But it could be recognition. It could be editorial being like, don't use characters that nobody knows. Yeah, you know, I think I think it was because Vinnie Jones was playing him on the show. Vinnie mm. Jones not made of rock when he played Brick. Right. So yeah, what do you think, Brick versus uh, Tombstone? I, I, I'm an I'm, I'm an old Greenland or Green Arrow fan, so you know I kind of got to give it to Brick on this one just because I like him so much. And again, like you said, invulnerability goes a long way. It's true. Somebody mentioned in the chat they're like Superman with Kryptonite, he loses. Kryptonite without. He wins. Like, he'll win every time. Superman has been, and Superman's been faced with Kryptonite before and still won, so that's not a guarantee. It depends on who has it. So, yeah, there's some characters you're just going to see, like, annihilate the other. Sometimes it doesn't help you. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, here's another fun one, and I know the chat was mentioning him, so I guess it bears repeating, and I know you know quite a bit about this character. Steel. Oh, God. Yeah. Versus War Machine. Oh, man, that's a cool fight. Yeah, it uh, is, isn't it? Okay, I th- I think just, okay, you got two guys, they're both armored, one has Stark tech, the other one has his own personal tech. Mm. Uh, Steel's, probab- Steel's hull is probably stronger than War Machine's. He's fought Superman-level villains and continues to fight Superman-level villains. They both have flight, uh... But I think because of War Machine's background in military training... We got a soldier versus a guy who's self-taught. Yeah. Yes, but uh, you can't discount Steel's heart and his uh, tenacity. It's true. No, I, I am John Henry Irons. Yeah. No, I, am, I am the man who could build a better steam machine. He's legitimately... It's like it's almost Iron Man versus Iron Man. A little bit, a little bit. Um, I think that, uh, man... Steel with his hammer, taking it to a to a Stark armor. That would be cool. You know the sound it would make would be oh, amazing. I think he'd tear a hole in War Machine, but War Machine does have that that shoulder mounted minigun, which is pretty sweet. Also, I, again, I haven't been reading much New Fifty Two Superman, but I'm pretty sure they basically they gave Steel a bunch of redesigns. But I think in the newest one, he's basically Gel Man Terminator, where his skin is oh, like yeah. a living metal. Yeah, I, uh, that evens the playing field consistently. If it's liquid metal, if it's like if it's like extremist armor, more or less, like I think, I think I would have to give it to Steel just because I've seen War Machine lose more than I've seen Steel it's lose. True. Um, he it's, lost when he was Iron Patriot. He, <laughs> he lost when he was Iron Patriot. He lost. <laughs> he loses a lot. Uh, he's a badass, and he has military training, which would keep him, which would take him pretty far. But I think doesn't have a lot of w's in the win column yeah but not a lot of w's yeah i think i give it to steel just because steel also has 
the unpredictability of his self-imposed training. He doesn't, you know, he's learned on the job, you know, he's, I, I, and, I, I would say at a point, these two characters were pretty equal, but they've really done a lot to make him like even more powerful and even more over the top. Yeah. I forgot about the liquid metal thing. I remember that they did do that. Um, but I never think of it because it, <laughs> because it's so stupid. Yeah, I, I don't read new 52 Superman. Like no. there's that whole Superman event coming out super league and I'm like, Oh good. So I get to drop Superman titles. For exactly. No, thanks. I don't um, have to review anything Superman. That being said, <laughs> love me some American alien and love me some Lois and Clark. Those um, are the two I read and they're the two that aren't even in really in continuity. Yeah, It's hilarious how much I like all the Superman that have nothing to do with the new 52 Clark Kent Superman character. And they, and they keep trying to bait me. It's like, no, 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 no. But Lois and Clark Superman is going to meet new 52 yeah, Superman oh, in Super League. Only if he replaces him do I give a shit. Yeah, and I'm like, I just don't make this affect the Lois and Clark book, please. Well, it has to. I'm sure that that's going to be like where the Lois and Clark book goes. No, I they're going to have like a deal. They're going to. I don't even want to. Yeah, uh, I, I got to get to Steel. Steel's got like extremist T1000 armor versus War versus James Rhodey Rhodes. A, a couple years ago, it probably would have gone to Rhodey, but due to recent changes, I think even then I might say it just because trained by Stark versus trained by superman it's true right and also i think too they've gone out of their way to make john henry irons much smarter in the new 52 like yeah. he is the tech support guy for the superman family right i mean the dude built his own freaking armor by himself out of metal like out of out of a box of scraps out of a box of scraps in the suicide slums <laughs> the, john henry irons built his suit in in in, in the inner city <laughs> <laughs> with a box of nothing yeah with a box I, of old I love, I love that there's a place in metropolis called the suicide slums that yeah. is amazing there's a place so shitty in metropolis it's called the suicide slums yeah well you gotta have a place that's kind of like crime alley yeah, you beat me to it i was like what's what's a worse name yeah suicide slums or crime alley i think honestly the one that's worse than crime alley is blood haven blood oh but it's spelled weird it's b-l-u-d it's spelled wrong <laughs> blued because that's what it is an umlaut makes it blue like blued haven or as it is also called haven of blood yeah oh right you know from it's in the latin <laughs> where do you live i live in the haven of blood yes oh i i live in uh, blood haven oh yeah yeah i think we have a new year's party in metropolis i mean geez what's what's i mean like I imagine you're looking at the listings in comic book world. Okay, so oh. we can live by Crime Alley, we can live by the Suicide Club, Slum, or, or Shitburg. Yeah, exactly! Like, I think I'll go to Coast City, that'll be safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Coast City. Nothing ever can go wrong in Coast City. Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> I, I love they're threatening to destroy Coast City again in Green Lantern right now. Like, Sonar's like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Don't do it. It's already been done. And plus, you have Parallax in this universe. He'll just flip out. And Sonar's like, fine, then I'll just kill your brother then, Hal Jordan. Oh, my God. And Hal Jordan's like, no, don't kill my brother. No. Don't do that. I'll be in <laughs> Don't do that or I'll leave for space again. Again. Right. I'll be sad and alienated from, human, from humanity again. Herp-a-derp. Man, I, I, I'm very close to collecting all of the Jeff Johns Green Lantern stuff in trade 
right now. And I'm like, man, what do I do when I'm done this? And like, I could start reading the new 52 stuff or I could just be happy with the old. <laughs> or I could reread it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Spider-Man. I'm like, well, I could just not read this. I, again, I, I you know, once I'm done Green Lantern, I'll have to start something new to start collecting. So I'm thinking maybe uh, collect the Straczynski uh, Spider-Mans maybe because I know great. I don't own those in trade. They're great. You can skip skin deep and, uh, uh what's that one? Oh, one more day <laughs> one more day yeah yeah i think i'll skip one more day i mean yeah well we could talk about that another time but anyway what's uh what's next on the list okay again i got a whole list of these i know, printed I know. Out. uh okay well, what's another fun one i'm trying not to double up on too many ones oh here's a fun one again bring it back to archers kate bishop hawkeye Ooh. versus roy harper red arrow slash arsenal slash oh man Harper. that's oh. a good one that is a good one isn't it yeah i like that hmm. roy's been through more shit that's yeah. for certain both like in story and just editorial dragging him through the mud for the better part of a decade hey let's let's kill his daughter and cut his arm off and let's, <laughs> and let's get him addicted to smack again while we're at it Ooh, and then we'll, we'll have him uh try and get with, with cheshire but he can't get it up because his boner doesn't work anymore yeah let's do that too let's take away his boner <laughs> because why not because we, because we're they're not convinced we're doing it deliberately yet and then and then we'll remake the universe and you know we could put everything back the way it was no we'll break him up from green arrow in fact he was never even the first green arrow sidekick diggle from the tv show was his first sidekick and their great relationship was broken up when roy harper came around wow so he's also like a homewrecker more or less. yes he is and he wears a stupid trucker cap and yep. cut off flannel like like nirvana shirt <laughs> like like he's taking fashion tips from larry the cable guy and he'll be an asshole, and he'll be the one in a relationship with Starfire now. What? Oh okay. yeah, because whatever. And, and mean, he'll be and he'll be an alcoholic instead of a heroin addict. And he got off alcohol because Killer Croc helped him. Right. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's cool. Thanks, Killer Croc. I didn't know that was one of your skills. <laughs> I was that he's also an AA counselor. But Killer Croc has been in such a weird position in the new Fifty Two, where it's like, well, he's kind of good, but he's kind of bad. But he protects like orphan children in the sewers and everything, and like he kind of works for Catwoman when she's trying to go legit and everything. Yeah. I, I love Kate Bishop. I think she's a sweet, awesome character. She but I, is, and she's grown so much. She, yeah. And trained by Clint Barton, can't fucking beat that shit. That said, trained by Ollie Queen, he's a better with, you know, archer. With, with help from Black Canary, and of course, battle hardened with the Teen Titans and all right. of their stuff, led his own Teen Titans team yes. over the last little while. And Kate didn't lead the Young Avengers, although she should have. Uh,. If they ever redo that book, she probably will. Oh, I hope so. She needs to freaking take over that team because no, they never had a competent leader. Um, I love Kate Bishop. I think she's an amazing character, but I gotta give it to Roy. He'll kill her as, as opposed to her. As much as I hate the stupid Arsenal yeah. arm thing, I'm sure he'd get that involved. Like, ooh, gonna get a robot arm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Kate would also make him. I mean, like, Kate would just. Kate would destroy him psychologically. She'd be, make it, she'd be like, hey, I read some of your books. Wow. Yeah, really, you've had a hard go. So it's like she, she just drops like a baggie of heroin down yeah, there. She's yeah. like, uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. If he gets the heroin shakes, I guess maybe she might be able to defeat him, but... Oh, oh, no, you know what she does? In a total dick move, it's like, oh, you know, uh, my guy has so many trick arrows. Yeah, this is what I call the heroin needle arrow, and she oh shoots my it into God. his vein, and he's like, what, what did you do? I just got you addicted to smack again. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel great and not fight me. You're, and gonna, then feel, just... you're gonna feel great and feel really bad in about half an hour. Exactly. <sighs> 
And then I before mean, you know it, Roy Harper's running around stealing car stereos again. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you think? Because I, I want, I, you know, this is a case. This is a case of I want her to win because I don't like him so much. Yeah, but I, I used to love Roy Harper, and that love turned to hate. Thank you, DC. Yeah, but I think, I think he's more ruthless, and he's got. He's got it over over her on power level. But personally, I think this would end in more of a draw. Is the thing I think they're actually pretty evenly matched. Mm. Now that being said, I have my own theories on Green Arrow versus Hawkeye. Oh, I give it to Ollie every time. Hawkeye's See, amazing, and, and, but... and, and no one else seems to like. I know they did a death battle, Green Arrow versus Hawkeye. And they left out perhaps one of the most important pieces of information, and that is that Green Arrow has fought more archers in yeah. his career. Like, a good chunk of his rogues gallery are just other friggin' archers in colorful costumes, and because of that, Green Arrow knows, like, the special technique to split an arrow down the middle when it's coming at you. Yes. Um, I mean, Merlin, Kimono, uh, friggin' uh, uh, Cupid, and, like, I can't even think of how many other villains who are just people with bows and arrows who we fight. Right. Yeah, I think I think I mean definitely, I, I I would give it to Ollie for versus Hawkeye. But if it's Hawkeye, but then with then with Hawkeye, people argue yeah, but Hawkeye has better toys. He has the Pym particle arrows. He was yeah, but he was Ronin and he was trained in hand to hand combat by Captain America. Yeah, Ollie has better trick arrows. I would say so. And and yes, even the boxing glove arrow. The boxing glove arrow is great, and I will hear no, I will hear nothing else of it. That's right. I will not take any guff about that boxing glove arrow. It's awesome. Now, now the donut arrow from the golden age, which he would use to feed starving children. <laughs> the donut arrow is kind of yeah. That's that's a little much. Now, but, uh, if the guy you're fighting is diabetic, though. Oh yeah, then he's a, then he's a hero. Then you hit him with the donut arrow, <laughs> and I right. know oh, my only weakness. Where's my epipen? Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know if Roy is diabetic. He is. I do like that smack arrow, but then you have to make sure that Kate Bishop has access to heroin and can synthesize it into an arrow. I mean, like, really, a needle is an arrow, just without trajectory. But uh, Have you seen that apartment complex where they live? That's I true! Know where they can find some heroin. If the fight is in her apartment, if the fight is there, in that at, at, at neighborhood, apartment that he owns. then I think there might, I don't know, I, I, no. I, 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 he would kill her. But she would, but he would remember her. I, I don't know. I mean, she fought pretty good against the mime and those tracksuit Dracula guys. She did she pretty did, goddamn good. At how that many? Part. I mean, like, how many Hydra guys has she defeated in like in, in like one sitting? A lot, right? Like, but yeah, he sucks. You know what? Like, maybe you know. Let's just say he gets in his own fucking way. <laughs> Set with Roy Harper these days, yes. Hell, even in the best version of Roy Harper that's going on right now in Titans Hunt, yeah, he gets pulled over by the cops for drunk driving, right? Because he was, yeah. Yet, like this hero was, he had a big bottle of scotch and he was driving, and and then gets into a fight with the cops. So now he's assaulting police, yeah, and he needs to get broken out by a. Uh, but by freaking caveman boy <laughs> and i'm just like dude freaking roy you you kind of suck oh no he wanted to steal a car was he's like okay now we got to steal a car and caveman boy was like no that's not what heroes do and roy's like i don't know the difference yeah i'm not but i'm not one of those <laughs> and i'm like yeah new 52 roy you don't know the difference and that's the problem right yeah <laughs> all right yeah just just so that we don't have a huge blemish on our record let's say that she wins anyway <laughs> that's that's fair you know because i'm sure if this was the new 52 version of roy he'd like trip over his shoelaces exactly or no you know what like he is he, yeah 
No. She's he, too cool to lose to Roy Harper. He'd be winning, and then he'd fuck up. Yep. He would be like, I can't believe I'm winning. It's fuck, I don't deserve this. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. He'd get really upset about it, and then he'd, like, crawl into the fetal position. Yeah, he would, like, he would he would show her mercy, and then she'd get, and then she'd throw one between his eyes. And then Kate would be like, you, you okay, dude? We were, we were, fu- you, you're just crying a lot in the fetal position. Yeah. I win, I guess. Yeah, she's like, thunk. <laughs> I'm sad about my daughter that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Cool. Yeah. N- n- now I'm sad after that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here, here's one to bring us back. Here's a fun one. Okay, okay. Wilson Fisk the Kingpin versus Bruno Ugly Mannheim of Intergang. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a fight. Because it's like, you have to imagine, like, like if their armies went toe-to-toe, like, you know, Bruno with all of his apocalyptic weapons. Yeah. Versus Kingpin with access to the hand and the enforcers and, like, all the other shit that he's got his fingers in. Or just a fight of them going, like, you know, mano-a-mano, toe-to-toe. I'm giving it to Wilson Fisk. Fisk has it all over Mannheim and Intergang. Intergang is one gang. Is one group. They have they have apocalypse powers. Like they have, they have weaponry from New Genesis, more or less. That yeah. said, Wilson Fisk has every supervillain on speed dial. It's true. He could call up just anybody, and you would have to go because the kingpin asked you to. And while like and while I don't necessarily lend credence to the tinkerer, I don't want to be like, okay, the tinkerer is is the equal real power behind the well, scene. I don't want to say tinkerer is equal in power level to like uh, to the power of apocalypse, but. Uh, you do have, you know, uh, what's it called? What's that? What's Granny Goodness's team? Oh, the uh, the female Furies. The female Furies, the Sinister Six versus the female Furies. That you know you'd see that as a result of Mannheim versus versus Fisk. Oh, and I mean the, Fur- the Furies would stomp the Sinister Six. They as would. Much as I love the Sinister Six. They, they would, would but I th- but like the Sinister Six would then be added to the Sinister. No- like there'd be there's so many costumed villains that owe Fisk a favor or two. He would just throw the entire D-list canon of Marvel characters at Intergang, of which there are so many. Yeah, exactly. Which which Uh, then you get into another battle. It's like, well, what's the more intimidating uh, group within the DC universe? Is it Intergang? Is it the 100? You know, not the CW show, the 100. There's a criminal organization in the DC called the 100. Yes. I think that the fact that Kingpin has bullseye on speed dial means that the fight's over. That's pretty good. That's pretty... I mean, well, dude, I mean, Bruno Ugly Man, he could hire Deadshot if he wanted. He could hire their equivalent to come That's join. true, and that would be a fight all on its own that we freaking awesome who to watch. That? See, I, I've actually had that fight before in another episode, and I think that comes down to who fires first. And the fact is, when you look at Bullseye's history, most of Bullseye's greatest first. kills were up close and personal, yes. while most of Deadshot's greatest kills were from far away. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think a hand-to-hand bullseye takes Deadshot apart, but Easily. from far away. Yeah, he just needs, yeah, Deadshot just needs to know where he's going to be, and that's and, the and, and Floyd is a coward, which that actually helps on his side. It's like, no, I'm not getting anywhere near you, you bald freak. Now, that said, if, if bullseye knows the fight is on... Mm. Then Deadshot will be in the window getting his rifle ready to go, and then just here behind him, shh. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be really creepy about it when he like he would like Bullseye. He'd have his shirt off and he'd have cut himself a little bit. Yeah, he'd be like, "I'm gonna keep your eye." Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh my god, you are so creepy. You are so creepy. <laughs> no. Shh, 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 shh. No, 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 no talk now. <laughs> 
dreams. <laughs> Only dreams, silver-headed man. Oh my god. Yeah. God, I mean, I like, can't wait for when Bullseye eventually makes it to that Daredevil show, and you know he will. He will. Yeah. The fact that they're playing up the whole Punisher thing so much, I think that Bullseye is going to be like... Like, not a cameo, but, like, an idea. Like, we're going to see Bullseye, like, his presence. I think he was I think he was in the last season. He was in, like, one episode where you're like, who they did say that? say he was, but I don't believe it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm giving it to freaking... I'm giving it to Fisk. <laughs> giving it to Fisk. I mean, I guess Fisk does... I mean, one of the other funny things they've done about Fisk to bring it back to Daredevil, where he's like, oh, no, 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 I had the gladiator make for me a special, like, bulletproof, stab-proof suit. Yeah. I mean, Manheim versus Fisk, just Fist fight? I think it's Fisk. Fisk could beat the shit out you of him. You think he's been in the more Fist fights? You think he can win? Yeah. Now, okay, well, which version of Manheim, because there's actually kind of been two... That's true. ...in the new 52, there's been the more kind of magic-obsessed uh, bi- or crime Bible mm-hmm. Bruno man who's like, I will make blood sacrifices for power and everything. Yeah. I and think... then there's the one who's showing up in Lois and Clark now who's just a standard mobster. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, mobster versus Fisk still goes to Fisk. Magic versus Fisk? Fisk has access to magic. It's true. He summoned the fucking Ghost Rider in that terrible goddamn uh, d- Daredevil story of which we do not speak. Yeah. No, but I mean just in, in terms of Shadowland. Like, the dude has access to magic and the dude probably has done a, a blood sacrifice or two to keep his power at one point or another. Yeah. I think I can imagine man being like, I got magic, bitch. And then just like a fucking wall appears and he's like, oh, my 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 lapel here, you know, <laughs> has the, like. The, 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 this pin is from a piece of the shattered chain of Sidorak. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I, I'm one of my. I heard, I got, no, no, I got the dossier on you earlier today. I got all my shit together. My cufflinks are actually literally the crimson bands of Sidorak. Yeah, hope you don't mind. He's like, yeah, but I got Apocalyptian can. It's like, yeah, well, I got Spider Slayer tech. Friggin', I got uh, Spider Slayers! Yeah. Friggin' Smite owed me a favor, so he he hooked those up earlier today. Yeah. Now, that I, said... Just imagine that Smite coming in on his, like, hover wheelchair, putting the Spider Slayers together. Like, what do you need this for? <laughs> nah, just make it bigger. Uh, now, that said... <laughs> I So three come together. Yeah. <laughs> One right oh, on top of the other. I loved that in the cartoon, because I was a big Power Ranger fan. And I'm like, dude, the spider slayers are basically Megazords. They really, yeah, boom, boom, boom. And then they Form made toys, and, and they literally did that. Form up and kill Spider-Man. Yeah. Just one bomb and took them all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right, we're at an hour. What do you think? One or two more? Bart, okay, let, let's do one more, and then let's uh, save some of this, and then I'll add more to the list later cool. on. Okay, let me, let, let me think of a good one here. Hmm. What's something to end on? Something to end on. Something good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we already did a Spider-Man one. So, okay. Uh, Hot Girl, again, okay. very popular because she's on TV right now. Yep. Versus Valkyrie. Oh. Okay. Uh, close fight. You got Norse mythology versus Egyptian mythology. Kind of crazy alien yeah. stuff versus more crazy It's true. Aliens. Asgard versus Thanagar. Ooh, that's good. I mean... That's a crossover right there. That's something I got. That's something you never knew you wanted. Until we said it. <laughs> um, Nth Metal versus Uru Metal. Yeah. I think Uru Metal trumps Thanagarian Steel. Do you now? Because I think, like, you know, uh, Nth Metal, because sometimes it is Nth Metal. Yeah. 
you know, has more weird bullshit to where it's like, it's it's metal, but it's also magic, and it can also do this, that, and the other. Yeah, thing. but so is Uru Metal. It's true. <laughs> it's driving like a, when the when Absorb Man becomes all Uru Metal. Yeah. I, lo- I love when it's when Absorbing Man will absorb the metal, and then Thor's like, yeah, my metal. <laughs> it just calls to him. Oh, it's amazing. I love Absorbing Man as a concept that he has to keep touching stuff because he's too dumb to remember what stuff feels like. If he could only remember, he would be absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. Now that said, uh, okay, we got to go with Valkyrie from the Marvel Prime universe, not Ultimate Valkyrie, who is a person. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, she's just a roadie. <laughs> uh who like is like i'm valkyrie like she's like a gymnast or something like she has right yeah uh okay there's only I, really one or two versions of valkyrie so i can't do an animated thing and the unfortunate thing about hawk girl is there's like a million versions of her there's the ones that's a space cop the one that's an egyptian priestess there's the one from earth 2 which is the only one that's going on currently in the yeah. new 52 and she's she, she's freaking awesome and again she's like an archaeologist hmm who fell into hawk powers. The funny thing is, I... It, it was too good. The show was too good. Yeah. They, they, they didn't want us to finish this conversation of hawk I know, they wanted to stop us. Yeah, they tried to stop us, ladies and gentlemen, but we're back, don't worry. Down, I don't know what happened. Uh, the, the the OBS kind of, like, crapped out. Sorry about it's that. It's because the Uru metal met the Nth metal. Yeah, the clash of those titans. Uh, disrupted my internet. I don't know. What I, I, I mean, b- both have flight, so it's like you can't give air superiority just to Hawker. Valkyrie can fly, right? Yeah. Can she fly in the same way Thor can fly? Or if I spin I, my shit around? You know, her? no, because she doesn't really have like a. She has like a sword. She doesn't even have like a hammer. No, no. She um, I don't. I remember when I was reading her in Fearless Defender, she couldn't fly. No, I don't think she can fly. I think okay, Hawk so, Girl's got it. So air superiority to Hawk Girl that yep. means a lot in a fight like this. Uh, heck, when they last left Valkyrie, she was sharing her body with her mortal girlfriend who was an archaeologist. So she yeah. wasn't fully in control of her body last time we saw her. No, it's true. Um, Man, but- Fearless Defenders was a good book that got canceled way too soon. Yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a funny book. That book was hilarious. I liked the uh, I liked the Matt Fraction Defender series with like the mm. real Defenders, um, which Tiffany will do an episode of Baggish is on one day. Hey. Oh, because <laughs> Doctor Strange is on the team. Yeah, well, that was that's her team. That's like... That's, like, a team that I'm only, like, tangentially familiar with, but she, like, read that book. That's her book. I didn't read that book. Is, is she bummed that the Netflix show is going to be called The Defenders, even though no actual members from The Defenders are going to be on that team? I don't think so. Yes? <laughs> okay, yes, she is. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. Did she, she, she just wink off camera and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, it sucks. I mean, like, they should be called Marvel Knights. Just drop. Just. I, I think that's because the next team that's going to be made out of Punisher and maybe Moon Knight and maybe Ghost Rider and maybe characters who had... Marvel Knights books, I think that team is going to be called Marvel Knights. Yeah, they should all be Marvel Knights. Ghost Rider, they're never going to make into a show. He costs too much. You say that, but like, look what they do with Firestorm on Flash on That's CW true. budget. All, all you need is a guy who rides a motorcycle and whose head catches on fire. Yeah, it's just the head. The rest of it can all be like just, just, just prosthetics. And, and heck, pick, pick your moment, too. Like, maybe he doesn't do it all the time. Maybe he only does it when it's really important. Yeah, but Ghost Rider is only... I don't want to watch he, he a Ghost Rider o- show. He only where works he's... when he's just like you don't want to watch a whole show where it's just Johnny Blaze and he only Ghost Riders yeah. in the final episode. I don't want to hope that he Ghost Riders in this episode. I'm watching. Like no, I want to watch Ghost Rider all the time. Being Ghost Rider, he just doesn't have to be in the show a lot. Like that's. But, 
what the hell would you even do for a Netflix Ghost Rider show? Because they failed twice with Nicolas Cage doing the most straightforward. He's a daredevil who sells his soul. Do you do Ultimate Ghost Rider where he's like a biker driving across America and his girlfriend gets sacrificed by Satan bikers? I mean, you just, you, like, I think the Ghost Rider is, uh, you keep it simple. With Ghost Rider, you just, you keep it like streamlined it's a dude who sold his soul for some specific reason and it's just spawn just do whatever spawn did just do that for ghost rider it's a guy who sells his soul because he was in love with xyz and now he's back and he's a demon version of a character it's a man who sold his soul so he could be a heavy metal album cover yeah i mean ghost rider legitimately is just the coolest drawing you've ever seen there's no really great ghost rider stories out there jason and aaron tried i know and i fucking wrong. couldn't stand it it was what, wasn't that the one where they, like, go back to... What's the the Garth Ennis book! They what used is, his terrible book as, and, like, and, a springboard. And don't they go to Sleepy Hollow and they fight, like, a version of the Jack-O-Lantern who was brought back to life by the devil who now has superpowers? Yes. That's okay, what they did. It was really that. not great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like... Oh, with Ghost Rider, you just you just make it like yeah, he, it's a road movie. Every episode, it's like Quantum Fucking Leap. Every episode is in a different place with a different problem with a new cast, and like you have and and you know what you do a TV thing. There's a cop who nobody believes him, and he's chasing Ghost Rider, and he's crazy like no no, I saw a flaming skeleton man on a motorcycle. Exactly, and they're like sure thing, Jenkins, you go like chase after the your your ghost your Ghost <laughs> Rider. Oh, uh, there you go. Hey, Jenkins, how much peyote did you eat this morning? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yeah, it wasn't this morning. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. We just pitched a show right there. I know, there did, you go. What we did pitch is who wins in a hot girl versus Valkyrie. Hot girl. Hot girl yeah, beats I, I Valkyrie. Want, I want to give it to her. I'm sure some people would say, you know, Asgardians have fought the tougher battles or that, you know, Valkyrie has fought, you know, the tougher opponents. Yeah, no. Uh, Valkyrie is, is, Valkyrie may be Asgardian, but hot girl's a, a Justice Leaguer. Which, and, you know, are basically gods in their own right, in their own universe, versus the Asgardians who are gods of that universe. And even then, it's like, well, are you gods? Yeah. Uh, totally it's a cool, gods. listen, it's a cool fight. I would love to see uh, Hawkgirl versus Angela. It might be a little bit different, but... Uh, that one might be a little closer. But Valkyrie sucks. Like, she, <laughs> she's boring, and they never really did anything interesting with her yet. And except for in Fearless Defenders. Except for in Fearless Defenders. But even then, like... But but based on her from that book, she doesn't have flight. She doesn't have invulnerability. She's she doesn't even have a freaking hammer. She just has a sword. Sword's cool. And does it beat uh, mace. her mace? I don't think so. I think that mace breaks that sword. Mace, dude, that that's a mace that can hurt Superman. Let us not forget because it's magic. Because it's magic, exactly. And it disrupts other magic, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so too. In some of the versions. So I mean, that's all you need. But, but plus, hey, Hawkgirl has reincarnation on her side. So if Valkyrie wins and kills her, she'll just come back and fight her all over again. Exactly. Or maybe uh, all the versions of Hawkgirl team up and fight <laughs> and fight oh, all both versions nice. of Valkyrie. That, that, it's like a tag team. She tags in the cool Earth 2 version with the blue costume. Exactly. Plus, she's got that never-say-die attitude that you really Indeed. admire. I like it. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was a Versus episode, which if you enjoyed, which based on the chat, it seems like we did. they did. Um, people, people are grooving on it. I think we're going to have to do this again. Uh, I, I liked this show. This is a lot of fun. Joel, great job. Great list. Uh, happy to do it. I, I had had these saved up, so I wanted to do it. Yeah, I loved it. It was fun. We're going to do this, what do you think, monthly basis? Let us know in the comment section down below. Should yeah, we do let, this on a monthly let, basis? 
Yeah, let, let the Versus special be the Elseworld Exchange annual. It helps us out because we basically don't even have to work that hard on writing a show. We can just, like, shoot the shit and be like, hey, you know, it wouldn't be cool if so-and-so fought so-and-so. It is legitimately, it's just the, it's just the, the counter uh, at the comic book store conversation. You lean on the counter and go, who would win in a fight? And then you just shoot the shit based on that. It's true. It totally is. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys next week. But before we go, let's do some plugs. Let us. Uh, today, if you watch uh, DC Fans, you'll see me and Tiffany on a special DC episode of Off the Rack where we reviewed Superman American Alien number four. For the written... second time you guys have been on this. That's uh, right. Channel. Hopefully we can make it into a regular thing. We're looking for, we're, we're looking to hopefully make that into a every episode or every issue of American Alien. We will be DC's I, I, coverage for it. I, I, I'm so jealous that it seems like all my friends and all my colleagues got on that show and on that channel except for me you just keep you know keep at it man uh <laughs> you'll get there one day buddy. Just, yeah <laughs> just tweet at them or something they'll you know i wrote them an email <laughs> write me back. Oh. actually that's not true they actually wrote me regarding another thing that i don't want to spoil but yeah it's not, it's not my own thing but it's a th maybe that'll be my foot in the door yeah i think so i mean yeah if definitely you, if you do that they'll call you again old joel and, no, it's and definitely don't feel you need to campaign on my behalf yes but if you did, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Um, but yeah, check that out. And to tonight, I guess in the next like couple of hours, I will be releasing the special Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom Triumph and Torment back issues starring That's none other than good. Tiffany. Yeah, um, you're not on the couch in this one. I'm on the couch. I'm just no. This is one where I'm actually on the couch, but I'm not in the middle of the. I'm not telling the story. This oh, time. so it's not Saga. No, it's not Saga. Where I was like, take it away. That was legitimate. I was feeling like shit, and I was like, Tiffany, please do the show. <laughs> just go talk about Saga or something. But I do like mixing it up. This is like the closest thing we can do to like mixing up the show a little bit. I'd like to do that a little more. You know what's gonna happen now? People are like, hey, well maybe Ben and Ethan should sit in the middle, and maybe like Ben should talk about My Little Pony, and you should all have to listen. Yeah, but they don't read comics. Even the like Ben would have to like talk it wouldn't work <laughs> <laughs> it, it, would, it would not be conducive to the show it would be it a, would be a different show if, Tim, if Ben would talked about like yeah Ethan would be able to describe Watchmen which we've all read and mm -hmm. Ben has, has seen maybe a couple seasons of My Little Pony <laughs> um, you got yourself a sh hey you know what? you have both of them duel in that concept where it's like he's talking about Watchmen over here he's talking about <laughs> ponies over here and you try and see who wins let's see how uh, comics explains My Little Pony episode goes before we yeah, and then we, the numbers are huge we all know what we're doing well it's all pony well we know comic story and we'll just be all pony it'll be pony story and the, immediately the, following thus begins the pony age of YouTube comics yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, check those out. They're all on the channel, and please make use of the playlists because I work really hard on creating this really fun like menu of action mm -hmm. for you to enjoy. But Joel, what is happening on Cape Joel? What can we look forward to seeing from you? Uh, well, if you check out on the channel today uh, the brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse, that's the show I do with my old Blood Sweat Comics host Matt, came out today, episode three. It's a Deadpoolapalooza. We uh, talk about all the news of the day. We also uh, give our thoughts on that movie and a little spoiler cast thing near the end. Also, if you head on over to my channel right now, just an hour ago, I put up my review of Avengers Standoff, Welcome to Pleasant Hill, number one. That's the kickoff of Marvel's new big event written by Nick Spencer, one of my favorite writers going today of superior foes and uh, astonishing Ant-Man fan. Yeah, that is a hell of an issue, man. It is, right? I'm just... That not to spoil too much, but it's like after uh, after Secret Wars, they're like, man, we can't have another straightforward event anymore. We have to be outside the box with these now. Yeah, it was... I, 
if you read no other book, like pick it up because it's well, no, pick up American Alien and this because it's really sweet. It's cool. It's really it's, like it. It made me uncomfortable. It's like, kind of mind bending, isn't it? Where it's yeah. like, and it's weird too because it's Nick Spencer. I'm like, dude, I didn't think you had this in you, man. I thought you were just like a good comedy writer with a mastery of writing schlubby but lovable characters, and here you have this really freaky, almost Twilight Zone story, but with the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And that and Jim, I was like, based on Bagley's art, I was like, oh my god, are they gonna do this? Nope, it was something else. And I'm like, no, that's cool. They, they, I had like three theories of what that was, and I thought I knew, but they swerved you completely at the end. Yep, so it's, it's a solid concept. I'm looking forward to talking more about it. I, I, I hope it lives up because I also looked where it's like, oh, and here's the twelve tie-ins you gotta read. Oh my god, I'm not yeah, doing the, that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's and it's like for books I wouldn't even touch. Like, hey, read Agents of Shield. I'm like, okay, and read New Avengers. Okay, no. And, and also read like Howling Commandos of Shield. I'm like, okay, now you're pushing. Yeah, it. stop. All right, I'm not reading any of those, but eat it. Uh, I mean, look, I'll, I'll read all new and uncanny because I was reading those anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can't get into all new anymore. Like, I'm just I don't care about anything that's happening. What, all, all new, all different Avengers? Yeah. Really, I want to. It's cool. It's a cool idea. Wade's writing it. It's like Teen Titans. I don't know. I'm not like... Did, a, did you read the last issue? I did not. I, I After the last one, I was like, fuck this. You see, this this one brought it back for me because I was kind of feeling like you too for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Vision is kind of being a dick now. Well, I know Marvel. that. And he, he blackmailed Sam Alexander, and now he got Kamala Khan kicked off the team. Yeah. I. I yeah. They, they kind of gave that away in the preview. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he yeah he he got her kicked off the team, and then he leads them into a fight with Equinox, which they cannot win because Equinox has been empowered uh, by the Dynasty, which we find out is is Kang the Conqueror. Oh, okay, but why? He's, like, what? Like, is it? I hope. Hopefully, it's connected with the Vision series. See that I'm not reading it. I know you've said great oh, things about that new Vision book. It's Blade Runner in the Marvel Universe. Oh, I like Blade Runner. Yeah, it's fucking I, cool. I, I like Tears in the Rain that will be forgotten. <laughs> you know, he made that line up. That was an improv. I know line. he did. Um, that was ad libbed. Cool. That's amazing. He's like, man, you know, this scene, you know, this scene's pretty cool, but it needs more. Yeah, what do you think, Rutger? Well, I'm brilliant. Here you go. <laughs> I love that Rutger Howard is also a hobo with a shotgun. Have you seen that movie? I have not seen that movie, but I've seen. I, I remember when it came out. I was like, I'm not watching that. It is it is glorious Canadian exploitation. Like nice. there are some there are some fringe Canadian actors in there. I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> That's like cool. the the newscaster is a guy named George Stravanopoulos, who you may have heard of because he's he, he was like a VJ on Much Music, which is the Canadian MTV. Oh, okay. I've heard of and Much he, Music. He plays the newsman on that. And then one of the drug dealers who gets killed early on in the movie is a uh, is a guy who played a character named Ricky on a beloved Canadian comedy show called The Trailer Park Boys. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, so so this is it, huh? This is one of those movies where it's like a gritty inner city movie made about America by Canadians. I right. Like this. That's brilliant. A dude murders another dude with an ice skate. Cool. And I'm like, you you made this for us, didn't you? you oh no, yeah, for an us. ice skate. That's funny. Because Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We, we do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Elseworlds Exchange. But don't be sad. You can always subscribe to Cape Joel to see all your Joel action in the Aww, description box below this video. And you'll see us on the weekly poll on Tuesdays and possibly on the poll on Thursdays. Yeah, possibly. We're, we're still working that out. Benny kind of sprung that on us during the show last week. We can also come back Thursday because Sal and Joel are doing another show. We are. We're like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so, so then. <laughs> yeah, this episode will be available on Friday. I'll make that available.
available uh, immediately following back issues is release on Friday. So yeah, I, I know for yeah. some people that's uh, that they hadn't quite picked up on that yet. That yes, it will be Friday. Yes, it comes out on Friday. It's just we you know we have one episode of a show per day for five days. That's where we do it. So yeah, you get this episode on Wednesdays and you get another episode of this on thir- on Fridays. Kind also, of. hey, if you like people eating cereal, keep your eyes peeled to my channel because I'm going to be trying some of that Batman v Superman cereal in the next little bit. Is it you get Batman or Superman? You well, you I see. I bought Batman because I'm, like, I'm not going to buy two things of cereal that I might not even eat all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to just go stale, so I bought Batman first because it's chocolate and strawberry, which seems weird because it's like you know, hey, Batman, he he is the night, he is dark, dark chocolate. What's what's the strawberry? Is the strawberry <laughs> supposed to be Robin? <laughs> is is the strawberry the blood of the underclass that he punches? Yeah, probably. Um, you know, it's funny that all I think about when I think about that cereal is a cereal from a long time ago that oh, from I from the 89 Keaton one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not that. Oh, Here. there was another one. Yes, let me... Because this is what they should have done. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is Nintendo cereal. They made a Nintendo... Of course they did. It is... It was, it was two cereals in one. Was it now? It was Mario and Zelda. In, oh, but the picture just showed up on mine. Yeah, yet, in guys. in one box, two separate bags, two totally different types of. Se- well, Much it's the like same the exact Super Mario Brothers Super Show, where you would have yeah both there- Zelda cartoons and Mario cartoons. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they, that was that was a cool that was a cool concept. The cereal was disgusting, by the way. Of course. It was. <laughs> Um, but I kind of wanted that, like Batman and Superman. You get like black, like you know, blue or black bats in one, and red S's in the I, other. I've mentioned it elsewhere, and it bears repeating. I am so jealous of you Americans and your vast cereal selection. We don't even have a fraction of that here in Canada because our Food and Drug Administration says no, you you can't sell dessert to children for breakfast. And oh like man, ninety percent of your cereals are just dessert for breakfast. What do you mean, like Cookie Crisp, where you have legitimately just chocolate chip cookies? Hey, that is a wholesome breakfast food, just like mom used to make cookies for breakfast. They got around it by saying it was part of a complete breakfast. You the see. only part. You had a bowl of cereal that came with some toast with butter and uh, some juice. Those were that was the that was the display they gave you. You've got like French toast crunch over there, and you've got like many degrees of fruity pebbles. I don't like French toast crunch. That's that that's over the line for me. Peanut so, butter crunch. You guys have peanut butter in your toast. We have crunch. Reese's Puffs. Okay, Reese's Puffs. We have. Okay, that's, that's the, the same the fucking thing. It, it, again, it's also like it's candy for breakfast. It is know, candy for breakfast. The, start the day with Reese's. What about fucking? Yeah, I assume you have Frosted Flakes. You know, it's just corn oh, yeah. flakes with sugar all over it. Mm. With That's, a cracked out tiger who sells them to you. They are great. They're pretty freaking great. A whole generation has been brought up to know that they are great. It's true. I like that. No subtlety whatsoever in the marketing department. What do you think? Well, what do we? What do we? Like, well, I'm cuckoo for cocoa. But what do you think? The tiger. What does he say? How about he just says like, "Eat him, you fucker." <laughs> like, eh, it's a little, a little harsh there, Jenkins. What do you think, uh, Martin? Uh, what about just they're great? Like, I I like them. The the only the only slogan that could possibly have been lazier is hot pockets, which is just hot pockets. Yeah, you just you just hot the name pockets. of the product. Yeah, you just said it again, but with a little bit of song in your voice. That's not anything. Hot pockets, they're gross. You know what's even better is the one they run down in Mexico. It's caliente pockets. <laughs> caliente pockets. That's fucking terrible. Thanks, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, caliente pocket. 
Just take to- take pocket out of pouch, put directly in toilet. See, 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 now I feel that we need to do an episode on food and cereals in the future. I think so. I think we because we've killed five minutes just on this. And like, see, now we're just starting another show. Exactly. All right, everybody, another hour. No, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also need food and probably to do some more work. I, I had to go out today, so I only read a portion of the comics. I have to read. Got that new Power Man and Iron Fist to read. Oh, nice. Yeah, that came out. We recommended it on last week's episode of Baggage. It looks cool. I hope it's better than that last Iron Fist series was. Mm, yeah. That was, that was disappointed. I wanted no part of that. This one looks more like a like an exploitation. Like d- it It's deliberate. It looks like it's it, deliberate. It, it looks like an adult version of Dexter, doesn't it, with that kind of animation style? Yes. Looks kind of yes, it does. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like freddie e williams is like powerpuff girls which hey you know what if that ever comes to tv if they ever want to make a power man and iron fist cartoon not connected to the horrible ultimate spider-man of which they are kind of currently a part yeah of, they please, please let one of those guys do it oh my god imagine so tartakovsky's awesome. iron fist i would watch the shit out of that how good would that be and hopefully it wouldn't get canceled two seasons in like symbiotic titan you know it would <laughs> It would, yeah. There's another topic right there. Canceled TV shows. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys next time on all new episodes of Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. That's Joel. I'm Joel. So long. Bye-bye.